Quiet, please. In exactly 15 seconds, we'll be on the air. The Jim Davis Show is on the air on the team. Call or text 970-242-1340. The Jim Davis Show on the team. Seven oh two. It's Jim along with Cake today from Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios. Most trusted name in automobiles. More trusted than some of our computer equipment. Only a Chevrolet would make computers. Well, if only you had Bozarth would make computers. If if Mark and the crew over there would make computers, our life would be so much easier. Because we'd know they'd work consistently. (laughs) Exactly. All right. It is Friday. It's Apache Friday. For the uninitiated, new to the program, Patch Fridays, we celebrate the weekend. It's here. It's Pro Bowl weekend. It's oh, already yay. Won. Pro Bowl games already in progress. And I don't care, and you don't care, and most people don't care. And why, 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 why do they do it? I'm not sure. I have been seeing some of the clips of the Manning brothers and their coaching. Those are that's, fun. That's it. Those are fun. That's the only reason why. But if I can get as much enjoyment from, let's say, a 30-second to a minute-long clip on Twitter, Instagram, probably don't need to watch the whole thing. If I can Uh, gleam that much. I can watch Manning cast, and I'm okay. That's that's it. Peyton's Places, I'm okay. I'm good. I don't don't need need to watch, watch some coach flag football. No. I mean, maybe for a couple minutes, I might watch that, but not... But I'm not going to be very engaged. I, I get it. It's a money grab. It's something to do on a dead weekend before the Super Bowl. I, I just think why do the awards the night before NFL honors? Do that. You know that weekend. That's I'd, smart. I'd say the night before, but the weekend before. What's well, the night? Actually, it's the night before. Um, it's Saturday, right? Next it, Saturday. I, that, well, yeah. Let me double check. I believe it's next Saturday. I, I think that is correct because I think it is in Las Vegas. So I think they want everyone there together. Uh, let's see. NFL Honors 2024 is on February 8th. So that's actually a Thursday. So it's Thursday. It's the Thursday before the Super Bowl, which makes still that makes sense. I mean, it's the weekend or leading into the weekend of the Super Bowl. It's going to be at the Resort World Theater in Las Vegas. I, I just... I don't care about the Pro Bowl. We've talked about this ad nauseum every year. Every year. When they played something resembling tackle football, where they suited up, where they nobody wanted to really watch it because the guys didn't really want to play it. They didn't want to get hurt. Why why would they? And so Especially after your season's already wrapped up. So let's go play flag football and, and have passing contests and uh, receiving contests. I just I, I I would like to know anybody in the pile that's watching this. It's watching the Pro Bowl games. I'll do you one better, pile. And I don't know if they they don't have any wagers set up on the books for uh, the Pro Bowl, do they? I have not looked because I'm not going to bet on that. 
They Pyle, did. Pyle, okay. if you are willing to confess your sins on the text line, 970-242-1340. Ah, my children. Not only do we want to know if you're watching the Pro Bowl festivities, if you are gambling on the Pro Bowl festivities and would like to tell us why. And you can leave your, we will not, and if you will say, don't say my name. We don't, we won't out you, but also. I won't out you. I will not do that. You know I won't do that, Pyle. We also would encourage you, though, to call the the, the hotline, 1-800-522-4700, because you clearly, clearly have a problem. And the only person that may be worse at gambling than you is the now fired Brad Bohannon of formerly Alabama Crimson Tide Baseball. Yeah, she, you knew that was that was coming. Oh, yikes. So anyway, both Cardinals and basketball teams uh, put the hammer down on Westminster last night over Brownson. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we'll have some of the audio from that uh, from last night with uh, Taylor Wagner and Mike DeGeorge after uh, the Mavericks get the sweep. So Mike's going to go back to Chicago uh, to see his son play. And That's so cool. I'm glad Mike's going to get that opportunity to do that. That's the nice thing about playing on the Tuesday, Thursdays. You get get a weekend off, uh, and Mike's going to give the guys three days off. So a little bit of a break before they go to Regis and uh, go to the Springs as well. But uh, both the dominating wins last night, kind of like the Western game, first half, they, they played at a much slower pace than they're accustomed to. But... Um, Elijah Newton gave him such a big lift in the second half. He was on fire. Was, scored all 18 of his points, six threes in the second half. And he was six of nine, I think. Yeah. Which, like, that's pretty good. That's like Steph Curry territory. Yeah. So they uh, they came up with a big win. Olivia Reed once again. Mason Rowland. Yeah, just give Mason Rowland freshman of the year now. Let's just not, it's not even a contest let's, 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 at this point. Let's just, let's just not waste anybody's time. Let's just give it to her now so she can enjoy it a little bit longer. Yeah. It's not even it's really not even a race at this point. I mean, yeah. I look. I haven't really checked to see if there's any other notable freshmen playing in the RMAC this year that are and you're not gonna find the anyone that's getting as quality minutes. Because she's coming off the bench, but when she comes off the bench, she's dropping 15, 18 points a game. You're just not going to find that anywhere else. You know, it's yeah. The, the she came in as a a a fully developed basketball player in a lot of ways. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. There, there's things in her game. I'm sure Taylor's going to go. Well, there's things that we you know that she needs to work on. She's a freshman, of course. But she comes in with as polished as you're going to find. That's that's pretty impressive. Where, and she's playing 27 minutes a game. That's pretty good. For a non-starter, that's, yeah, that's pretty good. And Dave, Wags gets a pretty big bang for his buck out of his freshman coming off the bench. He's playing with house money at this point. <laughs> yeah, second leading scorer on the team. Um, and then Olivia Reed, last year's freshman of the year. Yeah, only your been, reigning freshman of the year. Yeah. Who's having a monster season could could end up being the RMAC player of the year, if, potentially. If not already. Yeah. So uh, we'll talk about that, about the, the victories last night. I was there doing it. You were there doing the PA last night. Yes, I night. was. And so um, we both got a chance to watch the Mavericks play last night. 
Uh, coming up the program, uh, we'll talk with Dutch Johnson, Grand Junction Tigers boys basketball coach. We hope to uh, wrangle Ryan Vohringer. Uh, I know Ryan's a busy dude, but hopefully we can maybe... We've reached out to him to have him come on because uh, Montrose hosts Grand Junction tonight over on uh, the Monkey, which uh, here in the Valley is 95.7, 93.5 in Montrose. And uh, Pat Hooley and Lance Reddy will have those games. We'll talk with Dutch Johnson, though, uh, about the Tigers going to Montrose tonight. And then also tonight here on the team, uh, Buckeye Rio is going to be out at Fruta where they'll have the Wildcat Hall of Fame inductions. And we'll bring you a couple of those interviews uh, from the folks that are being inducted tonight into the Wildcat Hall of Fame. And um, should be a couple of great basketball games. Fruta girls, Central girls, both tied to the league lead right now at 4-0 in Southwestern League play. Central girls are on an eight-game winning streak. Fruta's on a seven-game winning streak. That's going to be a good matchup. And then the Fruta Monument boys go, that's nice. That's impressive. How about our 19-game winning streak? How about it? And then you have the Delta girls are like a 12-game winning streak. We got some darn good Western slow basketball we here. We sure do. We got some teams that are uh, stacking some wins one after another. And uh, for tonight, uh, boys against Central. And that should be a, a really good matchup as well. Coverage starts at 5 o'clock tonight. And so uh, we'll have our, our normal pregame, but also during halftime of both games. Uh, bringing some of the interviews uh, of the people that are going into the Wildcat Hall of Fame. We'll have a couple of those this morning. Uh, Dallas Meyer, the coach of the 82 Fruta Girls, uh, Fruta Monument Girls State Championship team. We'll bring that one back for you. And Clarence Ross, uh, who will go in to the Wildcat Hall of Fame as well. So um, lots to do on the program this morning, a lot to get to. Uh, you can text or call us on the team line, 970-242-1340. Have you watched any of the Pro Bowl games have you laid any kind of wager on it somewhere down the line? We will not We will not divulge your name. Promise. We will not do that. Unless you tell us to. If this is a cry for help, you know, let us know now. Exactly. We're, we're here for you, and we're listening. Of course we always are. Thank you, Dr. Fraser Crane. You're welcome. <laughs> so, yeah, text or call in today on the team line, 970-242-1340. I want to get back real quick to Olivia Reed's um candidacy for armac player of the year pretty good it's pretty strong resume so this is where and if we're just looking at the raw numbers and where she stacks up against the rest of the conference this is where she's at right now she is in scoring fifth in the armac right now at 17.6 points per game that's in 21 games which is the most amongst the top five Rebounding, she is numero uno. And again, that's in 21 games, most amongst the top five. 11 and a half point, or uh, yeah, 11 and a half rebounds per game, which is first in the RMAC. She is second overall in field goal percentage at 58.4%. Again, in 21 games, which is tied for the most in the top five. She has, uh, her teammate Kylie Kravig is running away with the assists with 121. It's not even even close. But in the last two games, though, she's had, like, combined three assists. But the three-point numbers have have gone up for They have. They have. The last two games. But check this out. Olivia Reed is 10th in assists in the RMAC this year. Uh, And then blocks and steals. Blocks. Olivia Reed has... uh, 1.3 1.3 blocks per game, which is good for fourth best in the RMAC. 
And in terms of minutes, she has the, uh, her teammate Kylie Kravig has the third most. Livia Reed has the seventh most. So she's top 10 in most all significant categories and top five or top two in probably some of the most important of those categories. And then you watch the tape and you just go, she's just, it, it's, I, I, I've made the comparison and I, and I, I know how this sounds, but she's kind of the Nikola Jokic of the RMAC this year because those points and rebounds, they come kind of quietly. And the last couple of games in particular, teams have really tried to double her. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, she had to work for the 30 at Western. And then last night, I mean, they, they, they tried to, and some big bodies for Westminster, they tried to to, to slow her down, double her, and, and she still goes on and scores 26 points, has 11 rebounds, yeah. and just continues to, to have a sensational season. As, as a sophomore. As a sophomore. As a sophomore. Yeah. Not That's too insane. bad. Not too bad. Not, not too shabby. Not bad at all. So, you know, I, I just, yeah, it's been, um, I don't know if the women end up winning the RMAC this year, but the next couple of years look really, really promising. Yeah, they do. Really promising. And they're they're very much in the thick of it right now. If you take a look at the... Um, and then there's the 13th ranked Maverick men. We Yeah, don't want to leave them poor, out. Poor, not exactly chopped liver, my friend. No. Now this, I mean, this next Friday is going to be a huge test. I've, both of them, sure. But so right now, Regis is number two in the standings on the women's side. Mace is right there at third. Overall, Regis 16 and three. Mace is 17 and four. They've won their last five. Regis has won their last nine. Yeah. Which is the best winning streak right now in the conference. All right. So 7-16. Jim along with the cake today. Jim Harbaugh at his press conference, his introduction as the L.A. Chargers coach. Going to win or die trying. Did you see the uh, ESPN Chiron that had that said, L.A. Chargers record 5-12, and 12, last in the NFC West. Uh-oh. Which is probably true because, well, no, because Arizona had a, had a worse record, I thought, this year. So it, it, it would not have been true. In the NFC West. AFC West is absolutely true. Yeah, because the Cardinals had a 4-13 and 13 record. So does Jim Harbaugh's presence in the AFC West, how much does that concern you as a Broncos fan? A lot. A lot. It should. Because while our colleague, who, who not affectionately calls Harbaugh big, big dumb khaki, khaki pants, pants Big dumb khaki pants knows how to win football games. He's yeah. won the national championship at Michigan. Uh, three NFC championship games, trip to the Super Bowl. Could have very well beat his brother, John. And the lights had not gone out in New Orleans. Turn out the lights. Party's over. That he's been extremely successful. Maybe early on at Michigan, it wasn't great. I mean, to match the expectations there were for Harbaugh, but he ends up winning a national championship, which that was that was the goal. That that takes a lot of skill. And so at the NFL level, though, he's been extremely successful. 
but the, that one final season where he fell out of favor with with management and moved on to Michigan, that he's been extremely success, successful at the NFL level. I think you need to be concerned. Oh, 100%. I, I, I think you need to be. And uh, hopefully this is the case. This is where, where my hope is. Sean Payton takes this as a challenge. Sean Payton's like, wait a minute. I'm I'm the I'm a I'm a genius coach. I'm going to show people. I'm I'm going to restore my reputation as a genius coach. And you look at what they have right now. You've got Andy Reid, who may or may not be back. There's more and more rumors floating around that Andy Reid might go. Yeah, I'm good. But where are those rumors coming from? That's what I want to know. I you know Andy Reid kind of addressed it the other day. He's like, I'm I'm an old guy, but I'm not that old, right? And so, I don't know if Andy Reid is ready to call it quits. Maybe he is. I I don't know. I I tend to think that he looks at this as like, wait a minute, I got Patrick Mahomes. Well, our our defense is now an elite defense. We'll get some. We'll get a few more playmakers around him again on the perimeter. Because this offense still is, still gets it done. Get him a little extra help. There might, there's another Super Bowl or two for me here in right. my time. And so we'll, we'll see what, what happens after next Sunday. I'm, I'm not sure Reed's done. I think he still enjoys it. And, and as I long think, as he has number 15 as his quarterback, he can go as long as he goes. Exactly. As long as you got that guy and, and Kelsey, that. You you gotta love chances. You do. And so I don't know if Andy Reid's done or not. But, but you know, so you have a division where a- Antonio Pierce is the new kid on the block. Former you know, outstanding linebacker, did a great job taking over for Little Hoodie when he got canned. Do you but, hear who he's hiring as his uh, coordinators? I have not. He is bringing on uh, former Bengals head coach Marv Levy. Or not Marvin, um, oh, uh, Marvin yeah, Lewis. Marvin Lewis. Okay, I did see where he hired Marvin Lewis. Yes. Hired Marvin Lewis to be like an assistant head coach, which is a pretty smart move. No, yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, I he had mean, some good years in Cincinnati. And and he probably brings sort of a mentorship to Antonio Pierce. Like if Pierce says, hey, you know, head coach to head coach, what do I do in this situation? You know, some sort of sure, guidance. Guy that's been there can, can advise him. Yeah, that, that works. That's kind of the assistant head coach role. And then... He is also brought in to be offensive coordinator, Cliff Kingsbury. We'll see what Kingsbury can do. <laughs> I mean, Kingsbury, Kingsbury as an OC wasn't bad. Kingsbury as a head coach, awful. Did not work. We'll see. See what, what he does. And now they got to figure out, is, is Aiden O'Connell the real deal? Or, I mean, how do they approach things with Garoppolo now? We'll see what happens. But that could be intriguing. Yeah, but Kingsbury's an OC's not not a terrible hire. Kingsbury's head coach. That's a terrible did, hire. Did, did not work out well at all. All right, seven twenty one, and so uh, your, your thoughts about about how concerned are you about about Harbaugh being the AFC West now? Love your thoughts on that today on the team line nine seven zero two four two thirteen forty. Also, have you watched any of the Pro Bowl games? Have you bet on them? We will keep your name quiet <laughs> if you want us to do that. If you feel like it might be too embarrassing. All right, 721. And it's uh, time for what's happening. Happy oh, birthday. Oh, no, not happy Wrong birthday. button. 
Wrong. Come on. Here we go. What's happening? The cursor just wasn't the right little spot. The mouse was wrong. So that's all I'm going to blame it on the mouse. It's not. not hey, good craftsman never blames his tools. <laughs> Would you like me to turn your mic off over there? Comments like that. Because that's my line. That's what I use when nobody uses that against me. Okay, fine. It's fair. It's a fair thing to say. Uh, Comwest is your technology partner. They help business owners grow their business by providing quality, reliable, personalized technology solutions that support and secure their business technology consistently and professionally. One call, one team, one goal, helping your business grow. They can help your business with network support, cybersecurity, a new business phone system, or surveillance. Call them today at Comwest, 970-242-8142, or go to comwestcorp.com. All right, we'll uh, lead things off with last night, Maverick basketball over at Brownson Arena. Olivia Reed and Mason Rowland once again dominated for the Cotterwood Mesa women's basketball team in the Mavs' 81-38 win over Westminster Thursday night. Reed with a 26.11 rebound double-double. Rowland had 19 points off the bench, and Coach Taylor Wagner said all, all of his players came out to play last night. You know, I thought we were going to come out flat, and the girls did a good job. Thought we executed really well on offense, and the defense was good. And then in that second half, I mean, everybody did a great job. You know, even the girls that don't play much, they came in, moved the ball, hit shots. But most importantly, they played defense, and that's what I was really proud about them. For the Maverick men, they matched their season high in threes and also matched a, a program record high in threes. The Maverick men's basketball team Knocked off Westminster, 82-61 to at Brownson. 18 threes on the night for the Mavericks. Elijah Newtson was six of them, and he finished with 18 points to lead the Mavericks after a bit of a sluggish start. CMU got the job done in the end, and head coach Mike DeGeorge says there was clear improvement. I was proud of the effort. A lot of the stuff we've been working on, we really saw guys are playing off of two feet more in the paints, which really reduced our turnovers. And I thought that we really worked to move the ball. Struggled to get through screens at, at the defensive end. And uh, so outside of that, I thought it was a pretty well-played game. CMU has eight days of rest before both the basketball teams go to the front range next Friday and Saturday. It's Regis and uh, UCCS on the team CMU Sports Network next Friday and Saturday. The Colorado Buffaloes football program has announced the date for their 2024 spring game. The black and gold game will be held April 27th in Boulder. Last year's spring game marked the beginning of the Coach Prime era and is one of the highest rated spring games in ESPN history. You can catch Buffs football this coming season on 1100 KNZZ. Colorado Avalanche All-Star Nathan McKinnon is your January 1st star of the month. He was also December's first star in January. He recorded 26 points with 12 goals and 14 assists, including a four-goal game against Washington. The Mac Attack is one of the team captains for the NHL All-Star festivities this weekend in Toronto. Avs are back to work Monday the 5th against the Rangers right here on the Team Network, Team Sports Network. Coverage starts at 4.30 for that one. The NFL head coaching cycle is done for 2024. According to ESPN's Adam Schefter, the last team looking for a head coach has found their man. Dallas Cowboys defensive coordinator Dan Quinn has been hired by the Washington Commanders to be the head coach. It's the first head coaching hire of the Josh Harris ownership group. Quinn was the Atlanta Falcons head coach, taking them to Super Bowl 51 and was previously the Seattle Seahawks defensive coordinator. Fruit of Monument Boys wrestling team earned their fourth straight Southwestern League championship this season. After league duels against Montrose and Durango, the Wildcats were able to secure their fourth straight title. Junior Oren Meese took home an individual title at the 144-pound weight class at the North Glen Tournament, and he says getting another league title is part of continuing a legacy. Honestly means a lot to me because it's kind of a big part with all my friends, and it's just like an accomplishment that we've all kind of had since we were freshmen and uh we all just wanted to come in and be the freshman that wanted be the sophomore that wanted and 
continue the legacy. Wildcats hope to do all the upcoming regional tournament at Legend High School for a chance to go to state, which is February 15th to the 17th at Ball Arena. Right now, the Wildcats are ranked third in the 5A wrestling rankings, the on-the-mat rankings, and uh, Wildcats in action last night. They uh, hosted Palisade in a duel, and the uh, Wildcats won 49-21. to One of the highlight uh, ranked matches was 106 pounds versus Kel Unrine, number uh, four in Class 5A, uh, beat Tegan Young, number two in 4A, in a 4-3 to decision. Also last night, Montrose beat Grand Junction 66-18, to on the mats in Southwestern League Wrestling. Moving on to high school basketball. Fertile Monument uh, boys basketball team puts their unbeaten record on the line tonight when they host Central. Wildcats are 19-0 this season with the Warriors coming in 9-9 overall and 2-2 in Southwestern League play. Cats head coach Michael Wells says they have a rare size advantage over the Warriors, but Central can match them in other areas. You know, I think they're one of the few teams that, that maybe we play in the league that you know, maybe doesn't have size over us, but can match our speed. And, you know, Central presents a different issue because they're, they're pretty athletic. They're, they're pretty skilled as well. You can hear the boys and girls games tonight on the Team Sports Network, presented by Ken Richards State Farm, pregame at 5 o'clock. It's also the Wildcat Hall of Fame inductions tonight out at Fruita Monument. But uh, the girls tip it at 5.30, the boys at 7 o'clock tonight out at Fruita Monument High School. Grand Junction Tigers basketball teams head south to play at Montrose tonight in the Highway 50 game of the week on the Monkey. On the girls' side, the Red Hawks are 11-5, and five, but off to a 1-3 and three start in Southwestern League play while the Tigers are 4-13 and 13 overall and 0-4 and in league. Red Hawks head coach Steve Skiff says the Tigers can do some good things even if the wins aren't there yet. They are a much improved basketball team. Uh, you know, they have a really nice outside-inside game. They have some posts that can score around the basket. They can shoot the three um, on a regular basis. Coverage starts tonight on the Monkey, 95.7 here in the Valley, 93.5 in Montrose with uh, Pat Hooley and Lance Reddy. Uh, once again, that coverage, that coverage starts at 5.15 tonight for those games as Grand Junction plays at Montrose in our Highway 50 game of the week over on the Monkey. And that's a look at... What's happening? All right, Jim along with Cake today. And, of course, what's happening brought to you by ComWest. If you need IT help for your business... Call ComWest today, 970-242-8142, or go to ComWestCorp.com. All right, we'll uh, come back in a moment, and we'll uh, break down the action last night over at Brownson Arena, both Maverick basketball teams beating Westminster, Grand Junction Tigers boys basketball. Coach Dutch Johnson will join us in just a few minutes. But uh, ready for our first qualifier? I think we are. Okay, that's our B-dubs big game giveaway. Yes, you, uh, got, you got the little sounder there. Uh, oh, duh. We were we, the yes. football sounder. Yes, here we go. Thank you. All right. So if you've already qualified, you can only qualify once. We'll take the fifth texture. This is a table for six, fifty wings for the big game out of Buffalo Wild Wings, February eleventh. Chiefs and the 49ers. Of course, you can hear the game here on the team on the eleventh, starting at noon. We'll take the fifth texture. Put your first name, last name on your text, and B Dubs. To 970-242-1340. Once again, that's 970-242-1340. The fifth texter gets qualified for Buffalo Wild Wings Big Game Giveaway. Yeah, I think they're like the best on the radio. At least at the pro level, the best of the best. The Jim Davis Show on Colorado Sports Leader, the team. Welcome back, Jim and Cake. From the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. 
All right, last night, uh, both Maverick basketball teams playing a, a, a rare Thursday night game. Of course, they played Tuesday at uh, Gunnison against Western Colorado University, getting uh, victories there. Last night, Maverick women, they didn't have to go to double overtime this time. No, thankfully. Mm-hmm. Taylor Wagner is able to empty the bench uh, in the fourth quarter as the Maverick women roll to an 81-38 to victory last night. Olivia Reed, 26 points. She had 11 rebounds in 31 minutes. A uh, double-double for her. Mason rolling off the bench with 19 points last night. And Jocelyn Spires, the freshman from Glenwood. Ends How about that? Her first points of the season. She hits two threes last night coming off the bench as the Mavericks uh, improved to 17-4. and four. They're 11-3 and three in conference play. Westminster drops to 3-19, and 1-13 in the RMAC. And after the game last night, Paxton Ritchie talked with Taylor Wagner. All right, we're here with head coach Taylor Wagner. Coach, 81-38 final in this one. What did you see from your team today? Well, I was just, I thought the second quarter we gave up way too many points. And the second half, the defense was phenomenal. And that's what we talked about in the locker room is we just got to play better defensively. You know, I think we took some poor shots in that second quarter. And, you know, that second half was really good. I thought everybody, we looked like a team out there. And that was good on both sides of the ball. Yeah, I know your guys' goal is to to hold them under 10 in a quarter. You guys ended up doing it on average, even if you didn't do it in the second quarter. Talk about the adjustments you made defensively in the second. I think it was just the energy, you know. You know, we just, well, second quarter we took some bad shots and then equal points for them on the other side because we didn't know who we were guarding. But then they just locked in on the defensive side. So it was just more about, hey, this is the goals that we want. This is how we want to guard them. Don't forget about it. We did a great job in the first quarter, do it in the second half, and they did a good job. How important, both in the first quarter with the start you guys got out to and then how well you guys executed in the second half, how important is it to have a game like today after a game like Tuesday? Yeah, I mean, different games, yeah. (laughs) You know, I thought we were going to come out flat, and the girls did a good job. I thought we executed really well on offense and the defense was good. And then in that second half, I mean, everybody did a great job. You know, even the girls that don't play much, they came in, moved the ball, hit shots. But most importantly, they played defense, and that's what I was really proud about them. Coach, I appreciate the time. Congrats on the win. We'll send it back up to Jim. All right. Thanks, Paxton. He's going to send it back to me right now. I appreciate that, Paxton. Nice transition there. Uh, The 43 points, largest margin of victory in the 20 games between the two. And they've had some pretty good games over the years. And Westminster women have been good. But when Mariah Martin was there before she transferred to play for the Mavericks. And so um, the Mavericks had a dominating victory last night over Westminster. And uh, the, the comment about the, the defense, they gave up only eight points in the first 10 minutes after halftime. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Pretty, so, pretty, pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. And so... Uh, the Maverick women get the win last night in convincing fashion. The men do likewise with Elijah Newton hitting six threes. He scored 18 points. The Mavericks hit 18 threes last night to tie their own record, which they set earlier this season, by the way. And uh, crushing Westminster 82-61 to last night. Newton 18 points to six threes. Trevor Baskin had 11 points last night. Owen Kuntz had 10 points. And Isaac Jessup, all nine of his points, came on three-pointers last night for the Mavericks, who have now won two straight since they lost to, to Fort Lewis and the blizzard of Brownson. And so uh, after the game last night, Paxton Ritchie talked with uh, Mike DeGeorge about the Mavericks' win over the Griffins. We're here with head coach Mike DeGeorge, 82-61 final coach. What did you see from this game? Well, uh, 
I was proud of the effort. A lot of the stuff we've been working on, we really saw guys are playing off of two feet more in the paint, which really reduced our turnovers. And I thought that we really worked to move the ball. Uh, the zone and some of their soft pressure sort of slowed our pace down, which is another thing we're trying to get back. But overall, I thought they did a nice job. We just really struggled to get through screens at, at the defensive end. And uh, so outside of that, I thought it was a pretty well-played game. Offense kind of comes in waves with this style you guys play. And there's a little bit of a, a slow start in terms of shots falling in the first half. But like it seems to have so many times this season, they started in the second half. You guys ended up tying a single-game school record with 18 threes. Just talk about the progression of your shots through the game when it seemed like you couldn't hit anything and then you still end up with that volume. Yeah, it didn't feel like we made 18 threes to me, but Elijah got going and then Mick came in and did a great job and really proud of him. You know, he had an injury and then he's got sit really sick twice and it was great to see him get back in the flow. He's going to be an important player for us down the stretch. So you guys have a little bit of a mini break before you go back to the Friday-Saturday schedule moving forward. What are you guys going to do to take the time to rest and recover, but also have things you're focusing on to improve as we hit the final stretch here? Well, we, we really have a veteran group, and we've really tried to plan the years year out where we gave them a little more extended breaks. And so we're taking the next three days off. I'm going to watch my son play in Chicago, so I'm excited about that. And it'll be a nice break for the guys. And then we got four straight weeks of uh, doubleheader games to kind of close out the regular season, so it'll be a big stretch for us. All right, that's Mike DeGeorge with Paxton Ritchie after Mavericks uh, get the win last night. Uh, Knutson ties a career high uh, with 18 points last night, by the way. So this is the numbers from last night, just the team numbers percentage-wise. So first half shooting, Colorado Mesa was 14 of 38, which is about 36.8%. Free th- uh, Three-point shooting, 7 of 24 for 29%. Second half? Field goal percentage overall, 17 of 30 or 56.7%. Three-point shooting, 11 for 22. That is 50%. So the shooting got dramatically better in the second half for Colorado Mesa. Not that it was that bad in the first half, but it was markedly better in the second half. And that's kind of been the theme all year, right? It's the they'll do enough in the first half to, you know, keep it close and go to the locker room feeling like, okay, this is what we need to work on. And then second half that it's all them straight fire. And and that was the the case last night as well. As the, the Maverick men get the victory last night uh, over Westminster, 82 to 61. And um, the Maverick men improved to 16 and three 13th ranked uh, CMU now 12 and one in conference play. All right. 739 And, um, he played at Mesa, coached at Mesa for a while. Dutch Johnson, Grand Junction Tigers coach, will uh, join us coming up in just a moment. It's uh, time right now, though, for sound check. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. We dip quite often into the Bill Walton, Dave Pashwell, because, well... Conference of Champions. They do stuff like this. Talk about Star Wars. Is it true, because we were showing the George Lusa building there, is it true that you were in 
the mix to play Chewbacca? No, I heard that. Chewbacca is modeled after me. I'm being serious. I, I heard that you were in the running for that, that you were being considered to play that role. I'm being dead so, serious. You're always serious. That's one of your problems, is that you don't have fun with your life. But you're not answering the question. No, George Lucas is as cool as they get. And I remember the night that George and Kareem and Bill Russell and me, we were all up at, in San Francisco at a big fundraiser for the Martin Luther King Memorial. Beautiful play by Kajani Wright. So since you're not answering the question, I'm just going to assume it's true. The I'm just going to assume it's true because there's... I, I auditioned for Chewbacca and they said, no, but we're going to model the character after you. You were in Ghostbusters and people didn't yes. know that. So again, I... I, I think there's a great chance that this is a true story. Chewy Baca? I was going to say, that bothers me more than anything, that he calls him Chewy Baca. Chewy like, Baca. Like Serge Baca. <laughs> like, no, Bill, it's Chew Baca. Baca. Chewbacca. His nickname is Chewy. But he's not Chewy Baca. His, his <laughs> government name, if you will, is Chewbacca, not Chewy Baca. Mm. And I don't... I'm sorry, Dave Pash, there's no way that's a true story. There's no way that Bill Walton auditioned for Chewbacca and, and George Lucas said. After him? Okay. There's no way. There is no way. I got to look up the thing about Ghostbusters, though. I got to see if that's... Is that I did not know I either. I didn't, didn't know that either. All right, uh, 741. Uh, do we have a qualifier for a Buffalo Wild Wings big game giveaway? We do. Okay, go ahead and put a little... Oh, the... On the list. Oh, what is that? No, on the list. You have to on the list thing. That's how... That's because I don't play the winner one because they didn't win. You have a another one there. It says on the list. Mm, oh, oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. Just for the sake of expedience here, who? Uh, who Cole. Are, Cole is our okay, qualifier for the Cole. seven o'clock hour. Next time we'll get that. Where you play the on the list thing as well. That's okay. He you did not, not tell me this you beforehand. Are, you were not left the proper information from the guy that sits in that studio. I would have really. You just made the list. There you that, go. See, there it is. There you go. Cole, congratulations. You made the list. We'll draw. We'll have another qualifier next hour and also the nine o'clock hour as well. All right. Uh, coming up next, Grand Junction Tigers boys coach Dutch Johnson on the Jim Davis show. Craptastic. That's just crap. The team presents the Jim Davis show on Colorado sports leader, the team. Talking Grand Junction Tiger Sports on the Jim Davis Show. And Grand Junction boys basketball coach Dutch Johnson brought to you by the Rick Nelson Agency and American Family Insurance. For a free comparison, call this team of licensed professionals at 970-241-0078. Dutch Johnson joins us. Hello, Dutch. How are you, sir? Oh, good morning, Jim. How are you guys? Oh, what was that, Dutch? Uh, is that what... Is that the kind of how the day started for you, my friend? Sorry, I'm like two sips of coffee in. I'm getting there. Okay. Good morning. Right, good morning, Jim. I'm good. How are you guys? You know, I'd, I'd be look. I'd be so disappointed if you're like Mr. Super Perky. I'd be like, what's wrong with you, Dutch? Do we need <laughs> Do we need to have you submit a urine sample or something? If you were that peppy, I'm like, what's up? What's up with that, man? Because I'm certainly, well, I'm I'm kind of already caffeinated up, so I, I get where you're coming from. So uh, yeah, do, do, if you need to, yeah, I'm getting there. Okay, good. You're get you're getting all caffeined up to get the day rolling teaching the kids but also coaching your boys basketball team tonight at montrose and uh right now your, your team 12 and 6 uh, overall 1 and 3 in the league and 
and uh, you, you come off that uh, that loss to Fruta by 13, third time you faced them this season. Of course, you played them out in the Palisade Holiday Tournament as well. But I think the one thing, a takeaway from that, scores kept getting closer and closer, and Fruta's having a sensational season. They're 19-0. and But you have to like the progress, I think, that your guys have made against a really good Wildcats team in that that third and, and final meeting of the regular season. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, they... It, everyone says it's hard to beat a, a team three times, and I guess it it shows you how, what a, what a good team they are. You know, like you said, we're twelve and six. Uh, you look at it; half of our losses have come to them. But there's a lot of other games, other teams on our schedule. So um, all I ask is that the guys play the way they did last Tuesday with that effort and that energy. And um, if we continue that and get some shots to follow and be in good shape, what did you like? What you saw from your team against Fruit Monument? Same thing I've seen all year. They just they do everything we ask, and they'll run through a brick wall. They play their butts off. Um, I thought we actually, I mean, it's uh, people can laugh at this because we didn't score very many points, but I thought we actually got better looks against them this time around. We just didn't get them to fall. Um, you know, it's just a, a tough team to, to guard for 32 minutes and to try to score against for 32 minutes. But just super proud of our guys just doing what they've done all year, which is playing their butts off. We're talking with Dutch Johnson, coach of the Grand Junction Tigers boys basketball team. And just looking at the RPI right now, Dutch, uh, your team is 11th in the RPI. You take on a Montrose team that's currently 7th in the RPI. So while the, the league standing is not where you'd like it to be, um, that, uh, you know, that, that overall, though, from an RPI standpoint, with five games left in the regular season, your team's in, in pretty good shape at the moment, though that could certainly turn if you go out and, and don't play well here down the stretch. Yeah, the rest of the games are important. We want to put ourselves in the best position possible for the postseason. And, you know, we've done it up to this point, but there still are, you know, five tough games left, and we've got some road games, and obviously our conference games are always going to be a grind. You know, I look at our schedule at the beginning of the season, and it did nothing but help us as far as, number one, RPI, number two, get better. You know, playing teams like Castleview and Ponderosa and Meade and Frederick and and those teams early did nothing but but make us better and, and keep us better for the rest of the season. Grand Junction Tigers boys basketball coach Dutch Johnson with us. It's uh, Montrose tonight. You'll play them uh, also coming up on, on the 13th as well. As I mentioned, that uh, Ryan Boringer's team is uh, currently 7th in, in the RPI. And uh, it's a team that's led by Caleb Ferguson, who's a all-Southwestern League player, tremendous post player for them. It's going to be a lot of fun. Will Applegate going up against him tonight. But uh, for them, Brecken Hutto has really come on the last couple of games for Ryan's team to become a, a real a good scoring threat for them. He really has. Um, you know, they're just, they're so well coached. Coach Bo does such an unbelievable job and putting them all in the right positions to score. Um, you know, you help off on Ferguson. Next thing you know, they're getting wide open three. And now Hutto's starting to get to the basket and, and, and score effectively. So we know we got our work cut out for us on the road. Um, you know, our half-court defense is kind of what we've hung our hat on this year. and We'll go out and grind and, and uh, do our best to guard them. I think our size and, and physicality should, uh, you know, should help us going into Montrose. But again, they, they run so many actions and so much stuff, it's impossible to, to be prepared for all of it. you just got to know your personnel and how we're guarding. I know Coach Bo hangs his hat on the defensive side. What makes them so tough defensively, Dutch? They're just so sound. They're always in the right spot, uh, number one. And number two is that not many coaches prepare like Coach Bo does. They, uh, 
you know, they're going to know your stuff just as good as you do. So it all comes down to executing because you're not going to catch them off guard. There's a, there's not going to be a more prepared team that you're going to face all season. And you also go to a place at Lloyd McMillan gymnasium. That's one of the tougher places to play. That place is that crowd gets, uh, gets, gets loud and rowdy and they have a good time and and they really cheer on the Red Hawks and that makes it really tough. Absolutely. I mean, I haven't been there in a while, so I'm looking forward to it. Always some fun games there. And, I remember my first stand at Junction, there was this guy that always wore this cowboy hat, kind of sit behind the scores table and would just yell at me. Every year we went there, would yell at me, cuss at me, and I, I hope he's still around. I'd like to reunite with this guy. Well, perhaps that reunion will take place tonight, Dutch, uh, between you and the guy in the cowboy hat at Montrose. We'll, we'll still yeah, see if that if, happens. If, if he's there, I'm sure he's going to be yelling at me again. <laughs> Welcome back, Johnson. That's right. I mean, something probably colorful after that, I'm sure. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. we'll uh, we'll have it over on uh, the Monkey tonight. Ninety five point seven here in the Valley. Ninety three point five in Montrose. Highway fifty game of the week. Grand Junction boys and girls at Montrose. Coverage starts tonight at five fifteen for that one. And um, you know, these are you know, you had the, the game the other night against Fruitland Monument Dutch uh, in the old gym. You'll be playing in the new gym next year. Uh, just kind of uh, take me through what's like for you coming back. You're, you know, your first year coaching again in a while, but it's also in the, in the final year of the old gymnasium. And kind of take us uh, through how that that feels for you with uh, this being uh, some of the, the final games at uh, in the old gymnasium. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be weird. You know, it's I think everyone's really excited to move into that new building. But um, you know, coming down the stretch here, to only have a few games left in this gym. I'm actually standing in it right now. Like uh, it's kind of bittersweet. Um, just kind of an iconic gym and you know it's old and a lot of memories in these in this gym between you know volleyball basketball wrestling and so uh yeah definitely bittersweet and it's it'll be a sad day when the when the wrecking ball hits this gym for sure yeah no doubt about it i I feel the same way that uh you know playing basketball here in the valley playing at grand junction that was always to me that that was my favorite place to play because of it, it had that that Hoosiers feel, that that old school feel. I think mean, what seventy six state wrestling champions over the years at, at Grand Junction High School, uh, you know, competed in that gym. There's just so much history about it, and it's just to me, it's 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 just so it's it's an iconic high school gymnasium on the Western Slope, maybe in the state of Colorado. It really is, and you know, you still you talk to former players that have played in this conference like you, Jim, and, and all the coaches now, and they talk about how much they enjoy coming and playing in this gym. And uh, even in teams that come from out of town, uh, just talk about the character of this gym. And, you know, like you said, if these walls can talk with with all the, the wrestling tradition here and, uh, you know, Gene Wilder being here for so long and um, you know, how many games have did Stan Provenza coach here and going on my 12th year now here. So a lot of games, a lot of PE classes. Uh, a lot of great games. Um, yeah, so it's just, like you said, an iconic gym. And just looking around here right now, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's, like I said, it's, it's bittersweet for sure. And and, and so many uh, tremendous players, you know, being, you know going back to, to, to Sean Kelly and and, and, you know, and players like that that, uh, that that played there. And that, that team that uh, Jim Schaefer took to the, the Final Four so many years ago with the uh, with the Coyote and Dan Beck and those guys and Lonnie Jones that uh, just, you know, so many tremendous players going back to the, the 50s and, and the 60s as well. That, uh, yeah, just an incredible, incredible place. Hey, Dutch, I hear the I hear the bell. 
I appreciate the time as always. Good luck at Montrose tonight. All right, Jim. Good to talk to you. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. Likewise, take care, my friend. Dutch Johnson, coach of the Grand Junction Tigers boys basketball team. All right. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be a sad day. Yeah. Uh, on that floor, not as a high school player, but we played like it was the um, – it was a bunch of radio people, TV people, and we played some of the Denver Broncos. Ooh. And Ron Egloff tackled me. Oh, no. Former Bronco tight end tackled me on the floor. Ouch. And wanted to wrestle. Like, come on, man. Really? It, it, was, it was a lot of fun. Beetleman and I played in that. We had a lot of fun playing on that. It was it was a good time. You uh, you did not you did not go out there with a I'm out to show some prove something to somebody. No, no, no. No. No, it was they had like Orson Mobley and Ooh. They Rich Carlos. Yeah, Rich Carlos played in that game as well. Nice. It was a lot of fun. It was cool. They were super cool guys. They were great, great guys. All right, uh, we'll take a break and we'll come back with hour two on the team sports network.